Hello and welcome to What the Buck. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump into today's Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Peyton is here today to share her birth story. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Peyton. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) So first off, tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, so we are from Texas. Um, I met my husband, Chris, at A&M, where we both went to school. Um, We were just kind of immediate friends, took a a couple years of on and off dating before we figured out what we were doing. And then um, we got married um, about a year ago in April um, 17th. And then we just had our first baby six days before our first anniversary. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. How special. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. We didn't, we didn't waste a lot of time. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so were you guys trying to get pregnant or did it kind of just happen? Yeah, we were trying. I knew like, we knew we wanted to wait a couple months. Um, and it literally ended up just being like a few months. And, um, I was just kind of like, you know what, like, let's just do it. I'm, I don't want to wait any longer. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much how it went. We, we were super lucky first try it, it went off and, um, and yeah, it's been pretty, pretty smooth sailing ever since. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you kind of like, I know some people, either tell that their partner in like a really cute way. Or for me, I, I like got a positive and um, I got out of the shower and I saw, and I just like ran downstairs in my towel and was like, Oh my God, I think there's another line. So like nothing cute, but some people do like these very extravagant, cute things. So how did you tell him? Well, so we were, I was super antsy and I took a pregnancy test like way too early. It was probably like six days, like after <laughs> I thought I ovulated and like, of course it didn't show anything. And so my husband was like, just wait, like, we'll give it a week and we'll wait. And in my mind, I'm like a whole week, like, no. And so I, I had another one and I took it and it was like the classic, like there were two lines there, but I was like, are there two lines? I don't think the lines in the right spot. It's probably not real. And so I didn't tell him I took, I took it that morning, like kind of in secret. Cause I was like, I just want to take it. I don't want to wait. I have no patience. And, um, and so I didn't tell him. Cause I was like, I don't think this line is right. And then I got home from work and before he did. And I was like, this, that's a line. Like, what am I thinking? And so I took another one just to be sure. And it was pregnant and I was like, Oh shoot. Well, I just found out without him. So I did the whole, like get a little onesie, like yeah. it's found when this said daddy's best friend, like at the target down the road. And, um, so he came home and I had it like a little setup, a Papa bear mug sitting on the counter. So um, yeah. And so he just kind of walked into it and that was, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love hearing like all the different ways people, you know, tell their, either their, you know, husband or even family. It's so Mm -hmm. it's fun. I mean, and then I feel like for your second one, you're just like, Hey, I'm pregnant again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I hate to say that it's just as special, but you know, it's kind of just like, I don't know that first time telling people it's so fun. Yeah, no, it was awesome for, we did told all the grandparents, like we got a little onesie to tell them first. And yeah, it was really fun. That's so fun. So take me through your pregnancy. Um, how was, you know, each trimester? It was actually really smooth. At at the beginning, I had some morning sickness, but I never threw up, which like, thank the Lord. (laughs) Um, And it would just, it was in the morning only. So I would just wake up earlier, kind of like take time to get over it. And then everything was good. Pregnancy. I loved being pregnant. It was, it was just the easiest thing ever for me. And so I was super lucky. Um, 
I, yeah, I mean, first trimester, like I had a little bit of like that queasiness for a while, but it didn't last too long. Um, second trimester was awesome. Um, super smooth. Um, going into the third trimester, um, was actually kind of where like things changed a little bit because my baby had been breached the whole time. And like the whole time it was like, Oh, you know, they're fine. They have time. They'll flip over. It'll be good. Well, we're getting farther and farther along and they haven't. And, um, and I had been doing, um, I actually worked for a chiropractor. And so I had been getting adjusted the whole time. And I think that played a huge role into like, I never had any aches and pains or anything like that. Um, and then of course I was like, oh, well, this is making room for baby. Like it'll help him flip. And she was just very comfortable apparently. And, um, so it came up, it was closer and closer. Um, I just remember like the weeks I was remember just like, I was on all fours all the time. I was like, you know, doing the breach tilt, like the spinning babies, all the things. Um, and she just wouldn't budge. I would do, you know, like the hips up, like the breach tilt, I'd put the ice pack right by her head and she kind of gets squirmy. And then she'd be like, no, this is fine. And she would just sit with her head on the ice. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, so it finally got to my 37th week and I went into an appointment at my birth center and, um, and I was like, had all these questions, you know, to be like, are we going to do like an external cephalic version? Do I need to schedule that to the whole thing? And, um, she was like, oh, well at this point, like, we'll just try to flip the baby. And I was like, great. Like, okay, we're going to do this right now. And so it was a Monday morning and I was going to work afterwards and my husband was with me. Thank goodness, because, excuse me, um, he wasn't able to make a ton of the appointments because his work schedule is just crazy. Um, but he happened to be there and they, they turned her, it was crazy. They're just like, relax, you know, do the whole thing. And it took maybe like 15, 20 minutes of like the midwife was like sweating. She was like pushing and doing the whole thing. You know, they're keeping track of the heartbeat the whole time. So like, it was, it was all good, but it was a little stressful. Um, but then it was kind of funny because I, I was very anxious and paranoid of her just being breached, you know, just like waiting, like at some point, maybe she'll flip. Um, and then it turned into, oh my gosh, she's flipped. Please don't flip back. Please don't flip back. <laughs> and it was like a whole new like level of paranoia. Um, so I made my husband go to a Walmart, buy an exercise ball, and I brought it to work. And I just bounced on that thing all day. And um, but yeah, she stayed. Um, that was really like the biggest concern um, as I was going through pregnancy was that. And and she got flipped and she stayed there. Um, so that was amazing. It was so stressful because they told me. Um, like first time mom, they, they probably wouldn't do like a breach vaginal birth, which was pretty disappointing because I, I looked up into all the research, you know, I was like getting really deep into like breach vaginal and I was comfortable with it. Uh, but then they told me like, um, no, like first time mom, we just don't know how things are going to go. So we won't do it. It'll be C-section. And I, oh my gosh, it was just, you know, terrifying thoughts for a while, but finally, um, anyway, she flipped, it was great. She stayed, um, And then, yeah, towards the end of pregnancy, um, I was working and I had already said like, oh, I'll work till I can't, whatever that means. And um, I ended up working. So I had her right at 41 weeks, ended up working my 40th week. Not not the best decision. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I stress out pretty easily at work. And so that last week was just like a little too much for me. Um, But my coworkers were really good. They like, you know, took on a bunch of stuff. So I didn't have to do a whole lot, but yeah, I, I pretty much knew like week 40 that she wasn't going to come because I was so stressed. Um, and you and know every, what, those, those first time babies, especially they, they definitely take their time. <laughs> yes. But my, 
Oh, okay. go ahead. That's also amazing though, that, that your birth center, even I, I know it varies by state, but in North Carolina, there is really nowhere that will let you do breech vaginal birth, even if it's like your sixth baby. Um, oh my gosh. I know it's really unfortunate. So that's amazing that, um, your birth center even was like, Oh, you know, if maybe if it was your second baby, they would have, um, that's, that's awesome. And you, so you had the external cephalic version. How did that feel? That was it painful? Cause it's definitely something that, you know, obviously everybody experiences it differently, but you, you mentioned your midwife was sweating during it. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know that is basically, I mean, I know you kind of described it um, pretty well, Peyton, but it's basically where, you know, the midwives or doctor on the outside are literally pressing and trying to turn your baby, um, from being, you know, either footling breach or the butt or whatever, basically just flipping them to get them head down. Um, and it's obviously like, it sounds somebody pushing on the outside of your belly to get your baby head down is not comfortable. So how did that feel for you? It was definitely uncomfortable. Um, it, it wasn't anything that like I couldn't stand. And honestly, it was kind of nice. Like in my mind, I was like, you know, preparation for labor of like, you're feeling this, it not super painful, but it was definitely uncomfortable. Um, and like, just, you have to relax and breathe through it. If you tense up, you're not helping anything. So, I mean, people um, get epidurals for those yeah, in, it's in the crazy. hospital, they get epidurals and then they <laughs> turn baby or, or like IV pain medication even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it definitely, like, I, I would say like, for me, it didn't get to that level. Um, and it was honestly, I think part of it was my mind was just listening to the heartbeat, making sure, you know, she was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice practice. I will say to like breathe through the pain yeah. and the pressure and kind of like stay relaxed while you're feeling that. Right. Um, but yeah, so for me, it wasn't too bad, but definitely not, not the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and you, you obviously mentioned that you were going to a birth center. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, leading into birth, what were kind of your birth preferences? What were you envisioning and planning for, for your birth? Yeah. So ideally, I mean, honestly, I didn't have a ton going in because I've listened to like all these stories before. And I know, you know, some people are like, want the water birth, they get in the water and they're like, Nope, not for me. Or they, you know, vice versa, whatever it is. And so I was kind of going into it being like, Oh, the water will feel nice. I can be in there for a while, you know, decide if I want to stay, get out, you know, do whatever. Um, but the birth center kind of comes with like a lot of my preferences, yes. like, you know, the delayed cord clamping, skin to skin immediately, you know, trying to latch on, um, all of that. Obviously stuff you weren't like, planning for an epidural. No. <laughs> yeah. And that was definitely like mentally, like obviously like, birth preferences is like, you know, the different choices. And then just like preparing mentally was like the biggest thing. Um, just because How did you do that? So I did a little bit of hypnobirthing, um, kind of just like on my own. Like I just got the, the app and would just listen, um, pretty consistently for the last month. Probably I was not good about it before. (laughs) Um, and yeah, just kind of going through there, just practicing with like meditation type things, which is not my style normally. Um, so, but it was kind of fun. It was nice to do something different and, um, give myself like the time and space, you know, to be quiet and relax. Um, yeah, it was definitely weird preparing for something that I had no idea what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was the biggest thing. Um, I did a lot of yoga, like walking, um, things like that, um, to prepare to. Did you do, um, like dates or red raspberry leaf tea or any of those types of things? <laughs> so very inconsistently I okay. did, um, the tea I, but I ran out of my tea, like two weeks before. And I was like, well, by the time I get more, I don't even know if I'll have time to use it. And so right. that was that, um, I did dates for a little bit, had a hard time eating them. And so I was just like, eh, maybe not for me. <laughs> My husband actually really liked them. So every now and then I would notice like a couple missing. And he I'm was like, eating really? them for you. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but yeah, so I did a little bit of that. Um, but honestly, just like light exercise, chiropractic, um, were probably the biggest things that I did and the hip birthing. That's awesome. Okay. So you were kind of talking about, um, you were working that last week or up into it and it was getting a little bit hard. So what kind of was that last week? Like, and then how did you go into labor? So yeah, the last week was pretty rough. It's like every day after your due date is an eternity, <laughs> like you're yes. just waiting. Um, and so I was kind of expecting or hoping something would happen the weekend after. So I worked Monday through Thursday. Okay. Um, so that Friday I was like, oh, you know, or Thursday night, you know, I was like, I'm going to go home. I don't have to go back to work. Like I get to relax, do the whole thing. Um, and so Friday I was like, maybe something's going to happen. Nothing, no signs of labor at all. Um, and then Saturday kind of the same thing. Um, and so Sunday came around and that was the first day where I was like, I'm just not going to expect anything. I'm just going to go throughout my day. You know, like it is normally, I don't need to, you know, make this day another eternity. And so, uh, we actually went over to my husband's parents' house. They live like 30 minutes away. Um, and we had like lunch with them. We we're just visiting. Um, and so it's really nice little distraction for that. Um, cause I was, so my, my like weekly changes were Mondays. So I was 40 and I guess six days like yeah. that Sunday. And so, um, yeah, we, we did that. We came back home in the evening and I was just watching TV. My husband was playing like a computer game with his friends and we were kind of just chilling. And I had told him, I felt like a little bit of, or I lost my mucus plug that day okay. and it was very like sporadic, like a little bit here and there. And so it was exciting, but I also knew it didn't really mean anything, you know, like was going to happen within a day or so. Um, but I told him and then, so we're like, okay, you know, things are happening. At least it's nice that this happened, you know, I'm not waiting on that. Um, and, but that evening, I think it was around 10 PM was when I started feeling like some period cramps. And so I just walked by and be like, period cramp, you know, just saying, so you know, that that's good <laughs> stop. Um, and he's like, okay. And, but I was like, don't get excited. You know, it could just go away when I go to sleep. And then, um, you know, it happened again and happened again. And every time it happened, I'd be like, oh, period cramp, just so you know, like kind of hollering <laughs> out. He's like, has his headphones on. He's like playing with his friends. <laughs> and so, which they all have kids. So he was like literally updating them. Like, yeah, just, just so y'all know, like Peyton has some light cramping and I'm like, okay, tell, tell all your friends this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, it was going kind of consistently for a couple hours. And then, so about midnight exactly was when I was like, okay, this is an actual contraction. Like it's, you know, getting stronger. Um, I was kind of testing out like hands and knees and, you know, kind of being in different positions. Um, we're trying to pack up a little bit just in case like it, you know, it keeps progressing and, and it was kind of funny because I had this whole sheet printed out. We didn't have a doula or anything. Um, I had this whole paper of like all these positions and like for my husband to have, I was like, these are your hands and knees options. These are your standing options. These are your sideline options. Like everything is here for you. Like guide me when I can't do it, you know, like, oh, change positions every five contractions ish and, you know, do the whole thing. Right. Um, I had affirmations on there for him to tell me. And I don't think we touched that sheet one time because you never it do. was, yeah, <laughs> it was, um, getting later. It was like one, like two or 3.00 AM. Um, and they're getting stronger. And so we had texted our midwife, like, Hey, just heads up. It's starting, you know? Um, and she's like, we'll get some rest, do the whole thing. And I, my husband kept saying like, we should just get in bed. Like we need to try to sleep. And I'm like, I can't sleep through these things, you know? Um, and so finally he convinces me, like we're laying down. Um, but my contractions were really weird. Like they had 
really no pattern at all. Like they would be, they started out about two minutes long and then I would have maybe like five minutes in between. And then I would have 10 minutes in between and then seven. And it was just really sporadic. It was hard to track. Um, it was also kind of disheartening because I was there, they felt pretty strong to me. And I was like, man, like this could take 24 hours. Like I have no idea, you know, or it could take like four, you know? Um, and so I, I was laying down, um, they were pretty intense. Um, they were getting slowly like shorter, but it was still like sporadic times in between. So thank goodness our contraction timer had a, like an average for the last hour. So it would, we didn't have to be like, oh, well we had a seven minute and then a three minute and then a four minute. It was like, you know, oh, on average, they're about five minutes apart for the last hour. Right. Um, so it was really nice to be able to tell her midwife, because I think if she knew the other side, she would have been like, no, like, don't come in, you know? Yeah. Time. Honestly, as a doula, I probably would have been like, oh, they're still sporadic. You're probably still in like some early prodromal labor. Cause normally that's, yeah. you know, what, what happens. Yeah. And so we were going, they were getting pretty intense. Um, and so what we would, we had like a little system. I was actually falling asleep in between contractions. And so we were laying, like my husband was laying at the foot of the bed, like sideways. And I was laying on the other uh, or next to him sideways as well. And so we had the covers in between us because I would get super cold when I wasn't having a contraction because we had the fan on the AC. And so I would like have the covers on me and then I would just like wake up with a contraction. And the only thing that felt good was just grabbing his hands and squeezing them. We tried like the hip squeezes, the sacrum presses, and I did not like anything. He would like try it. And I was just like, get off me. I don't like it. Don't touch me. And I would just grab his hands. Um, but then like the contraction, I get super hot, sweaty. So I'd like rip the covers off, but then in between I'm like sweaty and the fans blowing on me. So I'd like start shivering. My teeth are like chattering. And so I'd put them back on. And we did that just all night until it was getting to be like five or six, I think. Um, and the contractions were like four and a half minutes apart, like still pretty disheartening. Cause my midwife was saying, you know, wait till three minutes. And we had messaged her, um, maybe around four ish. And she's like, you know, just maybe just don't even time them. Just try to go to sleep, get some rest. And in my mind, I'm like, what? She said not to time them. Like no way. So thankfully my husband kept timing them. Um, because they were getting pretty intense, even though they were still really sporadic like even going through that far I had one like nine minutes in between contractions wow. I'm like what is happening um so I don't know what was happening but it was definitely progressing um and we we're doing that for a while and I at one point had a contraction it was maybe around 7 30 or 8 probably 7 30 um and I like sat up from it and I was like I want to go to the birth center now <laughs> and which is hilarious because I don't say things like that and my husband's like Oh, okay. I'll, I'll text Sally, the, the midwife. And, you know, I'll start packing things. Like just stay strong. Hold on. I'll be right back. And, um, so he's like coming to me in between contractions and then, or, or during contractions and in between he'd run away, try to pack stuff and do the whole thing. Um, and he was kind of trying to stall. And I think I could kind of tell in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, Cause he was like, man, we're going to get there. We're going to be there all day. Like I, he listened to a couple of birth stories with me and they were like longer ones, you know, and I had been going since midnight, you know? And so he was kind of trying to take his time. He, but I was like, nope, we're going, we, we gotta go. I can't do this. Um, and so finally he texted our midwife. He's like, Hey, pain's a lot of pain. We're going to just start heading over. Um, and apparently she hadn't even responded and we were like on the road, we were about 35 minutes away. Um, so it wasn't a short drive, but not a long drive, you know? Um, 
And so we start driving and thankfully she responded in the middle, like, when will you be there? And we're like this time she's like, okay. Um, and so we're the car ride was not fun. <laughs> I was, um, and also it was in the morning, like around eight. And so we had like all this traffic in the morning. Um, but I was in the back seat, kind of like thrown out, like with, had my arms and shoulders over the back seat facing, um, the back. And every now and then I would like open my eyes to see like rows and rows of cars behind me. I'm like, Oh, what can I see? Like, who knows? Um, but yeah, those contractions were not very fun. They were definitely really intense. Um, I think they were getting closer together. Honestly, I don't remember anything because it yes. was just a lot. <laughs> um, my water hadn't broken yet. And so we had a towel in the car, you know, we had all the things ready. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we finally uh, get to the birth center. And then also, so my husband, we had like, you know, text these people when we leave and he didn't think about it at all till we're driving. So he's like, every red light, I'm trying to like tell someone, you know, that we're going and update them. And so we finally get there and um, he, he walked in and he couldn't find the midwife. And I think she was like walking around, just like opening things. And um, so he's like walking in, he comes back. He's like, I don't know where she is. Hold on, stay here. I'll have her like walk you from the car, you know, to the room. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing great back here. And um, so finally he finds her. Um, she, apparently I smiled when I saw her and he was like, no, bad sign. She's going to think we came way too early. <laughs> um, and so, but I go, I had a contraction like on the way to the room. So it's like, okay, she saw one. She, she knows it's like a little bit more intense than, you know, the timing might be saying, you know, and, uh, and so I finally get in the room. I'm having a couple of them. I'm just like on an exercise ball and one, so this is silly, but one of the signs of labor, you know, is pooping a lot and getting rid of everything. And I was like, Oh, maybe that'll happen to me. And I'll know, like, this is like coming never happened to me. And I was like, Oh no, this is not. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of a blessing that your body does that. Cause then you go to push and there is nothing left, but that was not your case. (laughs) Not the case. And so I'm, I'm having contractions and I was like, I need to poop. And, and you you know, everyone says that it's like, Oh, the baby's coming. And I was like, no, I need to poop. (laughs) This is real. (laughs) And so I got on the toilet and, um, and I actually, I think I had a little bit of the fetal ejection reflex because I, my body just like bared down, um, and TMI, but I was like pooping and my water broke as oh, I was Lord, on the toilet wow. and I was just like, and the midwife wasn't in the room. And so she came back like a minute or two after. And I was like, I think my water just broke on the toilet, but, and I'm pooping right now and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there I'm like starting to cry I'm like I just want to like wipe and get off of the toilet and it was just it was such a mess and uh and I didn't realize how intense things were getting because you know the whole time I'm I was just telling myself like this is going to get worse this is going to get worse like trying to prepare you know for how much um you know intensity there would be and how much pressure um and so I finally get off the toilet and she's like, is okay if I do a cervical check? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to be really disappointed in what you say. You know, I might, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be four centimeters dilated. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, this is going to be so bad. And, um, so I get on the the bed and she checks me and man, not fun, not a fun experience. Um, I'm so glad I only had one check the whole time because they were pretty painful. Um, but she checked me and she's like, oh, well, you're good to go. You know, before then I had said, I might be disappointed. She's like, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So she checked me. She's like, you're good to go. And her checking me brought on a contraction. So I immediately, uh, we were on the bed. Um, so that's where everything happened. I like rolled over onto all fours. Um, I was like on my elbows and my knees and, um, 
And then I like pretty much started pushing from there. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I pushed for 10 minutes, (laughs) which, um, yeah, not, not the plan in my mind, you know, before I was in labor, I was like, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to let things stretch out. It's going to be great. You know, no, it's like, you know, when someone tells you to go slow and you're pushing, it's like, no, I'm just going to push and this is going to happen. Um, I remember, um, oh, so one thing, my husband, so for like months and months beforehand, I was like, I want to bring the GoPro. I want to just put it in the corner and video it. And I want to have, at least if it's not the right spot, we'll have like the audio, you know, and here, because one other thing too, is that we're waiting, we didn't know the gender. And so I wanted the, like, it's a boy or it's a girl, like moment, you know, on, on tape somehow. Um, well, of course he forgot the GoPro, (laughs) like the one thing that I was like, we have to have this. And so, um, he had propped up his can his phone just up on a thing and was videoing. And so got the whole thing. It was That's like amazing. all in the view. Um, so it's pretty funny to have this like on video. I watched it a couple of times and man, the noises that I made, <laughs> I watched my birth story, like on a weekly basis. I, I love, love watching it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was like, I would put it all over the internet for everybody to see, but I don't know if my husband would appreciate that. But I know. I, would. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, I'm going to have it on video. Oh yeah. I'm like, you want to watch this? You should totally watch this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, so thankfully he caught it all on video. Um, it was kind of funny because I've seen now on the video, he was in front of me, like holding my hand. So he couldn't see anything, you know, going on down there. Um, and the midwife was like, oh, she's, I can see your head. Like, Chris, do you want to come see your head? And so he'd be like, I'll be right back. And then he, you know, like on my hands, he'd run over and I will never, this image will never be out of my mind of him, like walking around and just like staring at me <laughs> from behind. I'm like, okay, this is very graceful. You know, I'm sure I looked really good. Yeah. Um, but she, so I'm pushing, getting her out. And I, I thought that she was a little farther out than, than, um, she really was. And the midwife was like, Oh, do you want to touch your head? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd heard a lot of people say like, I touched her head and it gave me so much motivation, you know, to, to keep going. And, so I touched the head and I had already felt like a little bit of a ring of fire. I touched her head and she was not like, I was not as stretched as I thought I was. And I was like, oh no, I have to keep going. Like, I can't, I can't not do this now. And so, um, so that was an, an intense moment for me when I just like, I was like, man, I just got to push through this. And I, I was like, I feel like I'm going to tear. I really do. Cause I didn't take my time, you know, going on after that. And and so we're going, she got a little farther and she was like, do you want to touch your head again? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a few pushes and she came flying out, um, wow. all at once. Um, and I, and I did tear, so we'll get to that later, but I think that was because that was why, because there was nothing slow about it. She just like flew out. Um, and so she was, you know, I kind of, I don't even know. So I was on hands and knees. She came out. Um, I grabbed her and kind of like flipped over and, yeah. and sat down and had her on my chest. Um, it was awesome. We got the moment like, oh, it's a girl. Um, oh, that's amazing. And, and then, so kind of going into like afterbirth, um, we were rubbing her back, rubbing her feet. She was having, she wasn't really crying. She was trying to cough. Um, it wasn't going great. And so we had like a second, you know, of like, oh, our baby's here. And then it was like, okay, the midwife is like, hold her upside or not upside down, (laughs) hold her on her belly, um, you know, try to get things to drain out. Um, she was doing well, but she wasn't like getting better, I guess. Um, and so they were, you know, trying to suction everything out. They were giving her that little oxygen tube, like holding it next to her nose. Um, and they're saying they were listening to her. Um, and one lung was wet, one lung was dry. And so 
we're like, okay. I was weirdly calm throughout the whole thing. <laughs> My husband was like sweating bullets. I'm pretty sure he was so stressed. Um, but yeah, they just kept trying to help her. They had the O2 on her and it would go from like the upper sixties to the eighties back to the seventies. And it was just kind of being weird. And it was, um, you know, nothing was just like helping her improve. They're giving her like the pumps of oxygen. Um, and after like, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20, maybe 20 minutes. Um, the midwife was like, you know, we might have to transfer her. Like, um, you know, we're not a NICU, we're doing what we can, but she's just not really improving. Like she's not declining. So it's okay. You know, but, um, we might have to transfer her because her O2 is down and her temperature was, and it was staying at 96. Um, and so we're like, okay, you know, just like praying, crossing our fingers that, you know, we didn't have to go and she would improve. Um, and it was kind of interesting. So I, my husband called my work. And so one of the chiropractors came over to adjust her, um, her name is Hannah. <laughs> um, and so she came over and we were going to do an adjustment like the same day. Like they'll come visit the birth center for all yeah. the moms we have under care. Um, but we're like, can you come now? <laughs> um, and so she got there, I think it was about 30 minutes after, um, she adjusted her and her O2 just like rose, like as she was getting adjusted, um, it was crazy. And so it got into the nineties and they're like, okay, O2 is good. Like, great. And so, um, <clears throat> that was a really cool moment. Um, and then her temperature was still low. So they shut off all the AC in the building. They brought in a space heater. They had a heating pad. It was, we were just all in the room, like sweating, like please warm up. Um, and so she was on me, I had a towel over her and then like the little heating pad on top of her. Um, and so she warmed up. It was, it was kind of like the two check was like, okay, O2 is good. And her temperature is good. We didn't have to transfer or do anything. Um, so it took about 40 minutes afterwards for her to like, kind of have the all clear. Um, and they said that we could try and latch her, um, which I also said was another sign that she was doing well. Like if she was trying to latch, you know, she's not worried about, right. you know, breathing or doing other things. Um, so she latched, it was awesome. Um, with a little help from the midwife, we figured it out. Um, and yeah, that was kind of a little bit of a stressful story afterwards, but, um, it ended up being really good. We didn't have to transfer or do anything like that. Um, so finally, once it got the all clear, um, everyone kind of stepped away. They checked in on us every um, 20 or so minutes and we got to just hang out in the bed um, and kind of relax and go from there. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure her fast and uh, furious entrance into the world with 10 minutes of pushing, <laughs> you know, normally the pushing really kind of like squeezes them out, gets those lungs nice and gets all the fluid out of them. Yeah. So normally with, you know, really fast deliveries, like you said, she just literally shot out all at once. I'm sure that she probably just swallowed some fluid and didn't get you know, yeah, everything like squeezed out, get squeezed. Yeah. But yeah, that's amazing so, that, you know, an adjustment and a little bit of oxygen and help from, from the birth center and your chiropractor, she was able to turn that corner perfectly. Yeah. It was cool. And they, they kind of joked because I also had a lot of bleeding. So I got like, you know, a shot of Pitocin and a shot of something else too. Um, and like different things there. And so they're like, wow, you're, you're getting every intervention that we have. <laughs> and so, um, kind of interesting that it kind of went that direction, but, um, it was also kind of cool. Cause I can tell people, you know, everyone who questions like the birth center home birth, like, no, like if something right. does happen, like this is what they can do. And like, we ended up, you know, great. Um, even though like we weren't in a hospital, right. you know, like it wasn't a dangerous situation. And then if we needed to transfer, like we, we would have done that, you know, if it right. would have been uh, needed. So 
Yeah. There's definitely a like misconception with birth centers and home births. People think that they just have like nothing like, you know, what if you bleed? Oh, well, they don't have Pitocin. They can't start an IV. They can't do like baby interventions. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. They have almost everything the hospital does except for an OR, which I understand that can be in a NICU, um, which I understand those can be life-saving and very needed, but in low risk pregnancies, um, you know, it is totally safe. And it's great that, like you said, you were kind of able to have that experience where you did need those interventions, Mm -hmm. um, but they were able to handle it there. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. And so, and yeah, also I got an IV because I was, I lost a lot of blood. Um, and I think I also just was terrible. It's like, I'll drink this water and this Gatorade. And then I would just like lay down and, and not. not do anything. <laughs> and so I'm like, like, Oh, we're going to give you an IV. And I was like, okay. Um, cause I actually, so this is before the IV. I was like, okay. It had been a couple hours. Like, I think I'm ready to go to the bathroom. They're like, okay, well, we're going to set you up. We're going to hang out for a little bit, you know, make sure everything's good. And then we'll, we'll make our way to the, the bathroom. And I was sitting up and there's just one midwife there. And apparently I was just sitting there. And then I just fell backwards. Oh. I had passed out. <laughs> and so I woke up and I was like, Oh, did I pass out? Oh, sorry guys. You know. <laughs> Oops. Um, and so, yes. Yeah, so then I did IV much better after that. Um, but yeah, that was, um, that was a lot. Um, yeah, going on there. So it took a while. We're, we're there a little bit longer than most people normally stay at the first center. Um, but it was kind of nice to have that time. My husband just like slept with Hannah the whole time. It was really cute. Um, he, I definitely got more sleep during my labor than he did since I could fall asleep during contractions. Right. Um, so he was very tired. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of cute little pictures of them sleeping together. So how has postpartum been? It's been good. It, it's kind of funny because, you know, as you're preparing for labor, it's like everything leads up to labor. And then you're like, oh shoot, I need to prepare for afterwards. So, um, I definitely didn't prepare enough, I think for being like uncomfortable after birth. Cause I was like, you know, labor, this is the most painful thing I'll ever do. And then everything else will be cake after that is not quite. (laughs) Um, and so I did end up with a second degree tear. So they had stitched that up. Um, And so coming home, that was definitely the hardest part, you know, just like, you can't really sit down. You can't do anything. Your abs don't really work. So moving is hard. Um, and so, and my mom was with us. So that was a huge blessing. Um, I didn't have to move around too much. Um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like relatively, like as I was in the thick of it, you know, it's like, man, this is so tough, you know? And I just had to tell myself like, this is not going to last forever. I'm going to heal. Um, and yeah, so my mom would cook for us clean. We got to hang out with the baby, enjoy like the first week of them doing nothing but sleeping and, and eating. And um, it was really fun. My husband changed like pretty much every diaper until I could really get up comfortably, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> Very thankful for him. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, oh no. <coughs> and um, anyway, um, I remember about, a week after birth, it was when I finally, I was like, okay, I feel good today. I feel really good. I walk around, I can get up, I can sit, um, you know, without any pain. And so, um, yeah, in the, in the big scheme of things, one week, not bad for, um, you know, feeling, um, you know, not great after, uh, labor and delivery. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. It's definitely, learning as we go, you know, yep. first time parents, we're just like Googling everything and like looking up YouTube videos are like, how does this work? And, um, but overall it's been great. We've, um, seen a lactation consultant, seen the chiropractor for baby and kind of continuing with those things have helped. 
Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it definitely, you know, it's a learning experience. You have never had a baby and your baby has never, you know, had to learn how, well, not even learn yet, but necessarily like <laughs> <Do> sleep <anything. laughs> and nurse and, you know, everything is such a learning curve. It's so much trial and error and it can, you know, sometimes you think you figured it out and then they're like, I mean, my daughter is seven months and it's still <laughs> trial and error. I mean, we've gotten some things down, um, but there are a lot of things where I'm like, oh, like she likes this or this works really well, especially when it comes to sleep. And then the next night she like boycotts everything. So, (laughs) you know, they, they just take a while to figure these things out, but, um, it, it's amazing. I mean, motherhood, it's, it's so fun. It really is so fun. It is. I, I still, I just like look at her and I'm like, man, like I did that. Like what the heck? (laughs) You're mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was telling my husband earlier, I was like, oh, she's so cute. And I was like, she, I don't even know, like she might be really ugly. And I, I, I don't even know. She's so cute. Like, look at her. <laughs> That's so um, funny. Yeah. yeah no, you'll awesome. never think you're, I mean, I don't think any baby can be ugly, but you'll definitely right. <laughs> never think your own child is anything but the <laughs> cutest thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Well, that's amazing. Peyton, do you have anything else to share kind of from your story or, um, postpartum? Um, I mean, nothing in particular, I guess, yeah. like all the little things, um, like Ina May's guide to childbirth. Yes. Read that. Yep, I, <laughs> I, agree. I tell everyone, um, and it's, it too, like a lot of people are, you know, like hospital birth, whatever kind of birth, like it just gives you a lot of confidence in like what your body can do. So I remember reading it and like, you hear all the stories and you're just like, wow, like I could, yeah. I can do this. So, mm-hmm. um, I really like that book. Um, and then, yeah, just a lot of support postpartum is, is definitely, yeah. definitely the biggest thing, which I mean, everyone says, and it's so true. Um, like yesterday we had an entire day of cluster feeding, basically no naps at all. And our house is a mess and we have, you know, friends and family who are like, Oh, we'll get you a meal. Like someone gave us a DoorDash gift card and we're like, yep, today is the day that we're using that. And so, um, it's nice to have that, um, I would say too, it kind of depends on your personality. Um, we're definitely a little more introverted, but if we're sitting at home all day, we just get so stir crazy. And like, you know, it's like when you spend all day, just like laying around and not doing a whole lot, like you're more tired than if you had it. So, um, we definitely try to get out. Um, if it's just like a walk or we'll like literally go to the grocery store, like let's go to target. It's like our outing for the day. Um, so I think that's been really nice to, just like make ourselves do. I know like the first couple trips out of the home can be kind of nerve wracking, but once you do it, like we're very comfortable now, like taking your places and like handing her off to people like, Hey, you know, we want you to enjoy like other people and not like freak out, you know, if you're not with us and things like that. So that's been really fun to watch her like be with family members, but also like watch family members be with her. Cause I think a lot of people, when they come visit, you know, people are hesitant to be like, can I hold the baby? And so yeah. I'm always like, Oh, do you want to hold her? You know? Yeah. Her. Yeah. You're like, thing, please so. free up my arms for a little right? bit. <laughs> like I'll take the break. It's fine. And some um, people, you know, are the opposite. And some people are like, I don't want you just to come over to yeah. hold my baby. But I relate to what you said. I was like, Oh my God, my friends would be like, I can come over and like clean for you or like meal prep. And I was like, no, I actually want to do those things. Like I, I want to clean my house. I want to cook. And I was like, I just want you to hold my baby, which is Mm -hmm. the opposite of a lot of people. But for (laughs) me, that's what I wanted. Like, I didn't want you to do anything around my house. I just wanted you to free up my hands. 
Yeah, that's how I am. Cause she's definitely in the stage of like, she will not sleep unless she's touching someone or being held or on someone. And so it's nice to have the break of, um, of kind of handing her off. And it's funny because I, sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, should I want to hold her 24 seven? And then I'm like, wait, no, 24 seven is a lot of time. Yes, it's a lot of time. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to have the break um, there too. My husband appreciates it as well. He's just like, he, he'll take her and he'll, she'll fall asleep if he's walking. So he just paces just back and oh. forth all the time. And so he, he definitely likes the breaks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is nice. And, and, you know, going out with her and, um, you know, being able to like leave her with other people, I think is also, you know, really good. Cause if you, you know, never go out with them, it is, it is like a nerve wracking thing, but like mm-hmm. you said, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. I remember my first couple of times, like going to target with her, I was so nervous, but then after I did it two or three times, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, it's actually so not that this. hard, <laughs> but if I would, I had to force myself those first few times though, to like go out and to take her and to do things yeah. and like live a normal life and still do things that I enjoyed instead of just sitting on the couch, which I sat on the couch all day for a very long time. And there's right. nothing wrong with that whatsoever. <laughs> you need to rest and heal and mm-hmm. sleep and, and just nurse and not worry about the outside world. But at the, when it became the time when I was ready to get back out in the world, yeah. um, I really had to force myself those first few times. I really did, but it got so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So funny story. The first time we went out, um, was to target and we're like, Oh, we got this. We're just going to go walk around target. And it's, there's one like three minutes away from our apartment. So like, we'll do this. Well, we go, we get there. We like attach a little bassinet setting. So she doesn't have to be all crumpled in her car seat. And we're like, Oh, we got this. We're walking through. We probably aren't there for 10 minutes and she poops and we're like, okay, what do we do now? And we look down and we didn't bring anything but the no. baby we brought the baby <laughs> nothing else and we're like oh my gosh you're new parents it's okay <laughs> yeah and so thankfully we're like do we buy stuff and I thought say buy and diapers and wipes yeah and I was like oh, we're three minutes away let's just go home <laughs> like this is enough for today <laughs> So yes, that was, and I was like, well, we're never going to forget the diaper bag again, because yep, that I was about to say, an experience <laughs> learning. You're just learning. You won't ever yeah. forget it again. <laughs> yes. Amazing. And then, yeah. And then we had a wedding this weekend that my husband was in. Um, so we traveled, it was about two and a half hours away. And so that was an experience of, <laughs> it took us probably like three hours to get out of the house. Cause we we're trying to pack everything. She wanted to nurse the entire time. So I'm just like telling my husband what to do, what to get and all the things. Um, my mom came and stayed with us. And so we took her to the, to the rehearsal dinner it was her little outing. Um, and then the day after we went to the wedding and the reception and my mom stayed with her. So I only cried a few times, <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was, I'm glad we did it. It was really hard. Um, but it's nice to like, kind of like have that first little thing like under your belt. Um, yes. and everyone's like, well, how old's your baby? And we're like, she's almost three weeks. And we're like, what? And you're like, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, yeah, it I definitely really was well. not doing that at three weeks postpartum. <laughs> so I give you guys props. It was tough. It was like the whole time going up to birth. Um, so my due date was about a month, a little less than a month away from the wedding. And so I'm like, okay, if I go two weeks over, right. not happening. If I go a week over, maybe we can, you know, we'll see how we're doing. And, and yeah, we felt good enough to go. Um, awesome. and so, yeah, it was definitely up in the air the whole time. And like, literally the whole pregnancy, I was like, man, this wedding is just like hanging over my head that 
my husband is in the wedding, you know, we can't exactly just skip it if we want to, but, but yeah, it ended up, ended up being really good. That's awesome. Well, Peyton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your birth story, especially three weeks postpartum. I know, um, <laughs> like you said, you guys were cluster feeding all day yesterday. So I'm sure you're, you're running on a little, little bit of sleep. So thank you for taking the time to, um, come and share your story. Yeah. Well, I was really excited. Listening to birth stories is like all I did through labor and it helps so much. So I loved listening to all yes. the different ones. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's sharing. a great way to like educate yourself and hear so many different, you know, you just get so much education through somebody yeah. sharing a story. So Way more fun than reading a book. <laughs> it, yes, it is. It's fun. It's funner than any childbirth education class, I think too. Right. So <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.